Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few of the Rangers podcast. My name's Carl McDuff and joining me today on in the aftermath of a 5-1 victory against Motherwell, Ian McCready. How are you doing? All right, Colin, how are you? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Um, we were just saying uh, off air that these 12 o'clock kickoffs on a Sunday, they're weird, aren't they? They are. They're just that wee bit early. Just, you're barely up and had breakfast and I know. <laughs> games off. I like a being a Saturday night as well, so I tend to miss the first ten minutes of the game, waiting for <laughs> fucking paracetamol and Andrew. But, um, but that's um, that was a great, great result today. Let's look at the team first of all. So we started with McGregor and goals, Tavernier, Golson, Hollander, and Calvin Bassey were the back four. Stephen Davis, Glenn Kamara, and Scott Arfield in the midfield, and. The front three, Jones, Morelos and Kent. So, what was your thoughts on Jones starting the day? Obviously, we've got to come on to how he played, but I, I'm really surprised to see him back in the fold. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was definitely a surprise when I seen the team. Um, he did, he had a good game. And I think, like, he came on midweek, and but we were up and they were chasing the game. So, there was plenty of space for him and he had a couple of nice wee we bursts where he was able to burst away and their player just pulled him down and, and stopped the attack for us. And I think that's like when he's got a bit of space, like you've seen with his goal, a bit of space to run into. He's, he's devastating. Um, but unfortunately, too often for us, that he, he doesn't get that space. But I think he's definitely, I think he's maybe got his head down and working hard and, and Gerard's given him the reward for that. Yeah, that's shit to see, and we'll come to Jones later. But Gerald mentioned that uh, in his post-match uh, video uh, interview as well. The other big, uh, um, 
I'm not claiming it as a surprise. I predicted this on Thursday that I would have liked to have seen Barisic sit out and Calvin Bassey come in. Um, I don't think that's a massive surprise there because Barisic has looked as if he has been carrying a knock. And, you know, this was... I don't think it was too risky um, before the game because your backup left-back should be able to come in and play against Motherwell. Yeah, definitely. That's the level we should be at anyway. Um, if, if our backups can't come in and compete against Motherwell, they shouldn't be at the club. Um, but yeah, I, I thought he had a, a solid game. I was a little surprised he came in, but then one of the boys mentioned that Barisic has been carrying a wee knock since he was away in international duty. So I, I, I was surprised like where he's made his first start. You know, away at Motherwell is always a tough game. You would think maybe like a home at Hamilton would be a better place to, to give him a, a debut. But yeah, fairly solid game. Never done anything wrong. Um, it makes me more confident now like if Barisic is ever out in the future. Yeah, so we'll, we'll keep with Bassey um, for the first goal. So uh, he actually crosses the ball. And it it was forward thinking. I, I, was, um, I was quite... The only concern I would have had was would have been... Do we lose the attacking threat uh, with Calvin Bassey being in? But he did. He, he was disciplined, but he always looked to get forward. Um, good runs um, off of the midfield. And the first goal came from him crossing the ball in and hits off the Motherwell defender's hand. Penalty. Up steps James Tavernier. Um, it, was, it was a fine penalty, wasn't it? It really was. Yeah, yeah. You could have put it in a better place, really. Um, but yeah, good to see him back scoring penalties. I know, and he scored. Um, we'll just stick with him as well. So he scored the third goal as well from a penalty. And again, it was comes off the defender's hand. And I've criticised the refs the last couple of weeks. Bobby Madden's got a spot on, regardless of what you think of that rule, the handball rule, it is a rule now. And fair play to him because it would have been very easy to not give that, but he's um, he's done his job. I actually thought he was okay today, Bobby Madden. Yeah, can't think of any obvious mistakes he's had. The Grimshaw one's harsh for me. I don't think that's a handball. I think if he takes his hand away, it hits him in the chest. So I, I don't think he's made his body any bigger. I think the Mugabe one, his arms out, but yeah, going by the rule, it's a penalty, isn't it? Like he's, but yeah, the, the Grimshaw one's hard for me. I wouldn't want that given against us. Um, but yeah, Madden had a decent game. I don't think he had really too many bad tackles or that to really deal with. I think there was a couple of pullbacks and stuff, but yeah, fairly easy day for him. Yeah, but you know how you may be balanced. <laughs> we'll be, I'll be fussy, pissing moan about um, <laughs> when I get it wrong. So fair play to him. But back to James Tavernier. So two two penalties, two goals. Um, out with the the penalties. I thought he, I thought he was excellent. Uh, there was one point in the first half he was closing down the keeper. He was yeah. a fault. He was the furthest forward Rangers player, and he was very calm, composed on the ball. Um, Got his forward from our own half. Um, him and him and Arfield lined up really well. I think I think we're seeing Pete James Tavernier now. Um, I just really hope he, he keeps this level going forward. Yeah, definitely. I think he's, he's he's definitely got back to his best. Like maybe like 
when we, we had him in the championship when he was scoring what, 15, 20 goals nice. this season. Um, and I can, what is that, six this season? Is that, is that right? Six? Five, I think it's six. six five or six, six now, aye. Right? But still, he's a fullback and he's, he's he must be the top scorer in Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> we need to check it, actually. That might be a shout. <laughs> he's a right back. Um, aye. So, <laughs> although a couple of his goals have been in Europe, haven't they? So, aye, um, true. But, yeah. yeah, for your right back to be anywhere near the top of the scoring charts is, oh. is ridiculous. And I, I've, I love seeing him play with confidence because uh, he. You know, back to that old uh, captain question. You know, because he's 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 no a shouter. You know, people will be first to criticise that when he's playing like that. He does inspire the the players about him. I think you can see that today, leading by example, and the players around him get a reaction. Yeah, definitely. I, I was like, I was thinking during the game has um, is Bassey playing given Tav maybe. So Bassey for me wasn't quite as forward going as, as Barisic. Only did get forward not much as, as much as Barisic. Did that then free up Tav today to be much more forward thinking? Like and just really like you say, he's the man closing down the goalkeeper. Just I've, Tav's the one that's then going to be bombing on all the time because Baris uh, Bassey's going to be that wee bit deeper. I think that's a shout. I think as well as that. Jordan Jones came out, came in today with a, a point to prove, and he he was brilliant. He, his work rate was, was brilliant as well. Um, he supported Tav a lot as well. He was up and down that wing, so I think I met you that the Tav had the support around him absolutely. So yeah. second with second with Jordan Jones, then the second goal. Um, this was a brilliant. So started with James Tavnier ball in the short half field. Strathfield does a one-two with Morelos and then it's a perfectly weighted pass through ball and Jones um, you know you mentioned that like, we know what, what he can do with his pace, he just outpaces the, the Motherwell defender leaves him for dead and what was really surprising was the level of finish, it was a, I, I never really associated uh, Jones as having the finesse for a finish or a cross and uh, he, he told me to shut the fuck up with that goal, didn't he? <laughs> no, it's, it's, I think it's a cracking finish, and I think like he's he's like the ball through by Arfield's just perfect, and then his first touch, he takes it slightly across the defender, and the defender can't do a thing about it, and then and a brilliant finish. I didn't I didn't think he had that finish in him either, so um, just throws it in a far corner, perfect, and off the post. Um, I think he then had another run at the uh, was it Lamy. The defender wasn't it? He had another run at him a couple of minutes later, and they pulls him back. And because he's 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 in again if he doesn't pull him back. So yeah, I think he had yeah. a good performance today. And I Which, think it. Sorry, on you go. I also think like this. If you think about this, is kind of I know we're going to talk about it later the Galatasaray game, but I think the Jones thing could be looking towards that game as well. I think, uh, absolutely, and I think the thing with Jordan Jones is he is completely different from Kent and Hadji, who are the other players in that kind of area. You know, the, you know Kent's, Kent's arguably our best player uh, so far this season. Hadji is, you know, he's more of like a talisman. He only needs maybe one pass to change a game. Jones is just that very direct, um, you know, aggress- aggressive, powerful runner. It's something that 
even towards the end of last season as well, when we needed something different to change the game, some someone like him to just go and run it. Teams, it's good to see that we've now got that option. And Gerard said after after the game uh, when he was asked about Jordan Jones, he said that's the Jordan Jones I want, and I'll no settle for anything <laughs> anything less. Um, very direct comment. So that whatever's happened has happened, but it sounds as if now. Jordan Jones has his head in the right place and he wants to put the effort in and the manager's giving him a chance, which I it's going to having that option, I, I think he, he could be a really big player for us this season. Definitely. I think Gerard wants to have that type of player as an option, and I think that's why we'd seen Barker playing. Um where, where you've got that just head down run player. Yeah. Um, but I do think like for me, Jones is a better option than Barker. Barker's just I don't know. We hear all these stories that he's a world beater on training and then he can't even do it against Livingston or Hamilton or whatever. You know what I mean? Like yeah. how come he's that good in training? Just go and do what you do in training then. <laughs> it's the whole point of training, isn't it? <laughs> we go into half time at three nothing up and I actually thought he would have changed it a lot earlier. I was really surprised that he that he kept it the same. I know that's a kind of broken record with Jared that he made subs late, but um, I, I thought he would have changed it up. He didn't. He? Second half, it, I kind of liked how we started the second half. We weren't going gung ho. We weren't getting sloppy. We we just managed the game so well and then picked Motherwell off. I think Vinny um, commentators said uh, said about that uh, game management something that they've struggled with. They, well, even against Hibs last weekend uh, we struggled with that so would you, would you have wanted somebody like Patterson on at half time or do you think he was right to you? I don't know if I'd have made any changes at half time like, I think at three the game is dead and done um, I don't know if I'd have made any at half time but I might have made some sooner uh, just checking what, 60, 60 brings on a centre half and for me, it was the wrong centre half he took off. I know, now, right, I know I bang on about I hate Goldson, right, but the, there's a start at the, the start of the game, I'm sure it was he'd played every minute of the last 51 games or something. Just take him off and give him a rest. You said it in the paper the other week, you've overused him, and, and you're still continuing to play him every minute. Like, leave Hillander on, give him the full game and bring Balogun on as his partner. Um, I actually agree with you. So I thought Connor Golson had a good game today, and he, he was, he's been, I think he's played really well so far this season. But Gerard wants to give Leon Balogun minutes to get him back up to speed. That's absolutely fine. Yeah. But as you say, the game's done. Give Golson a rest. And, you know, at some point, we're going to have to prepare for life without Connor Golson. Like, touch wood, what if he gets a suspension or an injury? Like, yep. surely, in the last half an hour, let Hillander and Balogun play together and see how they get on. Yeah, yeah, because, like, Hellander's still obviously getting up to speed again, like, full speed anyway. Like, so it'd probably have been good to give him the minutes in a game that is done. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I would have liked to have seen Patterson come on again, and I'd like to have seen Davis off sooner. Um, he's played what that'll be played the full 90 against Hibs, didn't he? Did he? Yeah, yeah, he did. Full 90 midweek, midweek was it? I can't remember. Well, he's, I he, def- 
definitely started, played the majority of midweek, and then he mm. had two international games before that. So that's four games and a short space of time. <laughs> four full games. Um, um, he's, he's drawn to playing Thursday as well. Yep. Because we, we, we don't have enough bodies in there now with Jack and uh, Arable being out. It's got to be him and Kamara and Arfield, hasn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, it's really our only option, so surprising to see him be on the pitch as long as he was. I know, and I think... Uh... I think it's telling that as George Edmondson comes on for Davis. I mean, I know he can play there and he does okay, but he is a centre half. So when the only midfield option is is your centre half, then that's that just really sums up the position we're in. So I I would have took him off earlier to protect him um, a bit. So the fourth goal comes for Cedric Gitton. He came he comes on for Kent, and again this is a great. Great pass from Arfield. Arfield gets it uh, kind of deep in the Motherwell half, um, near the halfway line. He's over on the right-hand side and just cut, passes the ball, cuts across uh, the park. Uh, I think it was, it was weird. Like, he takes a touch and it's actually a bad touch, I'll be honest, because the, <laughs> the ball comes up, um, but he positions himself and catches it on the ball. And it was a bad touch, but the finish was an absolute screamer, wasn't it? Absolutely, it's a. It is well, do you say it's a bad touch? Is it a bad touch? <laughs> like, <laughs> does he mean to do it? Like, you don't know. But um, if you ask him, he's got to say he meant it. But at yeah. the time, he didn't fucking mean it. Not a chance. So yeah, it's a, it's another great ball by Arfield, and you know what? I didn't, I didn't realize how good Arfield was today, like until someone sent his stats. And, and they were just ridiculous, um, and it just kind of it was it was a kind of different performance from him today, wasn't it? Normally we see Arfield arriving late in the box and having chances and stuff like that, but today he was the creator. But I thought he was. I thought he was very disciplined as well. Yeah, right. I think yeah, I you. You're right. Um, every time you think Scott Arfield, it's uh, that kind of almost number ten role uh, running off a striker. But no, he was. I he controlled the game. He was kind of more than like what Davis has been doing the last uh, season or so. What he'd expected Davis. Arfield was taking the ball in, getting us forward, um, and he covers every play the grass and the pitch as well. His work rate's tremendous, and he's so. I. He's an absolute grafter, isn't he? Um, yeah, it's it's he's been brilliant since he came since that. The, was it Dundee United since he came on in the second half? He's been absolutely flying, hasn't he? Yeah, and it's good to see him back to to probably about his best. Yep, absolutely. So the fifth goal um, came from Cedric Kitten as well. Um, is one of, it was from a corner. The ball kind of falls a bit of smash and he just taps it in. Uh, so, not the, not the most sexiest goal, uh, especially compared to his, his first one. But this is dynamite for him to get two goals, um, get off the mark. Uh, confidence, he'll be flying. It's He's a different option for Morelos, isn't he? It's, it's good to have options up, up front. 
Yeah, definitely. And it's it's good to see that now all, all four strikers we have we have goals this season, don't they? So rather than last season we just had Morelos scoring goals. <laughs> yeah. Now we're it's the the sharing about the goals this season is, is a is a great um improvement. To to not be so reliant on one man um is is definitely a big positive. Um and, and it will do a lot for, I think I had seen some criticism of it in, and you're just like the guys had like thirty minutes here and half like twenty minutes there, and you're just like and you're criticising them. Give the guy a chance, and hopefully now he scored a goal, people will get off his back, and just let he's, he's new to the country and new to the style of football. Just I think he will get there. I think he'll yeah. be a good player for us. Definitely, I, I didn't understand that criticism myself. It's You've not seen the guy playing, you're writing them off, but, you know, as Rangers fans, we can be reactive at times, shouldn't we? Just yep. on Morelos, um, I think, see, see this point last year, uh, Morelos, uh, like, no getting a goal, and he's not been as prolific. You know, I think last year, he takes a lot of the criticism because we weren't getting goals for other areas or other players, and we were relying on him. But even though he didn't show there, I thought I thought he played really well. Actually, the uh, was it the the second goal? Like a a big part of that was him coming deep, and he came deep so uh, so much a day, and he let Kent or Jones or even Itton like go in behind him. I thought he uh, he'll not get many plaudits today because it was kind of the the hard. Um, I, the hard work it goes unrecognised, but I thought he played really well, and it's good to see him. He's still, that's what you get from Morelos, even when he doesn't truly contribute so much. Yeah, I, definitely, and I think uh, he was the same midweek. Uh, I thought he played well without um, being spectacular, um, yeah. as he has been in Europe at times. But yeah, he's he's putting in the dirty work and and bringing other people into play and stuff, and like most strikers, they're, they're judged on goals, aren't they? Not what they're doing elsewhere on the park. So, but yeah, I think he's he's been playing well. He's definitely since the international break, he's come back looking more like the old buff. Yeah, at the start of the season, mind we done the uh, or before the season. <laughs> Remember, we were just doing random ideas because of the fat boy talking about. We done the who should we sell. Um, I said at that point we should sell Morelos and when the the, the speculation with, is it Nice or Lille? Yeah. Aye, Lille. Yeah. When the speculation started with Lille, I said aye, he'll be gone and he's probably right. As it gets closer, he transfer a window closing. Um, I'm a bit anxious about the thought of him leaving. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm torn. Like I, I think I'll be gutted if he goes this week. Yeah, I, I still think he's our best striker. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't want to lose him. I wouldn't be as worried about losing him now as I, I would have been like six weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Like, because just the way we've started, like, the way the goals are being shared about a lot more. It shows that we've we've improved on that, and we're not reliant just on him. So I wouldn't be as bo- as worried as I, I say. I wouldn't be as worried if he was to leave. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. But I want, if he's going to go, I'd be selling him tomorrow morning and giving Gerard and Wilson a couple of days to get a, a player in. Yeah, I think obviously we need midfielders, and I think we will get at least one midfielder this week. I, I I'd be confident that they'll, they'll maybe bring two in. You know, some somebody will already into the the first team and maybe a squad player. But I think if Morelos goes, I I I, I like the idea of four strikers. I get that Itten and Roof are, you know, they are now off the mark. Roof would would really. It was playing really well and it wasn't even anywhere near up to speed. You know what you're going to get through the four, but I think four strikers who can play different roles and give you something different, I, I think we, we need that this season. So, whether you, is it a case of Morelos goes, you're happy with a three or would you get a fourth one in? Um, I think I'd maybe still be looking at a fourth. Just given that the foes that wee bit older and he seems to be picking up a wee bit a lot of wee niggles uh, every now and again, doesn't he? And then Roof, like he came in off the back of an injury and and he's already got injured here. So I'd definitely be looking at bringing in a fourth striker again. And definitely a midfielder. Still yeah. I think we I think well well like today has showed that we are light in that department, although you consider what you think about it, oh, they've got hundreds of midfielders, but as soon as you get a couple of injuries, like, you don't. <laughs> uh, it's, um, it's scary how quickly it can change. Yeah, right. But, what, like, so, I was talking about a midfielder, and I was, like, so, like, given that it was Motherwell today, Alan Campbell, is, he's been getting a lot of, kind of, really good reviews recently, and I was interested to see how he played today, and he didn't impress me today at all. When I've seen him before, he's been much more combative and much more of a little pit bull in the midfield. And uh, I just didn't find that he had that today. I don't know if it was just we we played around him or just he wasn't up to it today or, you know, playing midweek, uh, playing Thursday, Sunday, something Motherwell won't be used to. Yeah, I find the likes of Campbell that's... It's, it's hard to, and it's such a crazy lead because there is such a gap between Rangers and Celtic and everybody else. So there are players that can compete really, really well at SPFL level against the teams around them. The likes of Alan Campbell, you know, he's. But it's, I think, it's such a jump up. Even even playing for Rangers against the Motherwell, 
like teams teams play differently against them um, against Rangers. Um, it's harder to break them down in that. So it's I I don't. He's never really jumped out at me as being able to make that step up. No. See, I, I, I think, think he's, he's a long like Kevin Thompson. Um, maybe not as good a footballer, um, or maybe I've just not seen him enough. Hmm. Um, but he's definitely the wee, I think, a combative midfielder that we need. Um, still, I think we're still lacking that bit of dig yeah. in midfield. I think um, when I say if I'd like two midfielders and two different ones, I think uh, as maybe your your squad player or somebody who can like compete for the third place in midfield. Lewis Ferguson would be the only one I would take for, for Scotland, but I don't think realistically, I, I don't think that's somebody that they're looking at. Or Aberdeen would be would be wanting too much for them. They'd probably be wanting about two or three million for him. And I don't think Rangers are going to shell that out for MD in Scotland. No, probably not. I think if you you could maybe I got him a wee bit cheaper if you got in there before they sold McKenna. Um but since they've sold McKenna they'll have you know, they'll have money to cover their bills and and that's like maybe the same with Motherwell where they've sold Turnbull so they'd be looking for a couple of million for Campbell. Yeah. But so Back to the game, we. Uh, I was really. Uh, uh, I've told you before. Every every Rangers game, I'll stick a couple of pound in either set and a half to score any time, and I always put two or three pound on five nil. Fucking livid when this goal went in. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mother um, will get a corner, and is that, is that is actually a decent ball in? Um, I think Declan Gallagher gets a. It just skates off him at the, the front post and uh, hits off George Edmondson and goes to the end. There's no too much you can do about it. Um, it was a really good ball in, but the game was the game was done anyway. Um, no doubt McGregor's weathered somebody in the dressing room <laughs> afterwards for it still, but uh, it was no really too much complaints there. It was it wasn't really bad defending or anything really. It was uh, just unlucky. I missed it, thankfully. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I didn't have it on at that precise moment. Um, and I came back to the, the score being 5-1. <laughs> it's like, what's happened? <laughs> like, Motherwell have done nothing all game. Um, so, yeah, I haven't actually seen the replay either. So, uh, yeah, It's just that uh, it's just a kind of... Unlucky road. It just hits off Edmondson, and there's nothing he can do. He actually looked alright when he came on. You know, it's. I think um, all the subs looked uh, kind of what you mentioned earlier about Morelos. Like they'd done okay without being spectacular. I think it was. I can't really fault anybody today. No, no. Every every reason a solid game. No, no bad performances. I didn't. I didn't. As I said before, like Arfield, I didn't realise how good the game he actually had until you see these stats. Yeah, nobody for me watching the game properly stood out um, as well. It wasn't like Kent during the week. Um, I thought he was quiet today, right enough, actually. He was. Uh, he saved himself for Thursday, that's what it'll be. Good. <laughs> but no, I, I think um, the first half we, we were. 
you know, so much better than the second, but it's because the game was done by the second half. But in particular, for me, Arfield in the first half and James Tavernier, oh, I thought both of them were excellent. Even if you take away the two penalties for Tavernier, I thought he had a, a great game, especially in the first half. Yeah, first, first, half, first half were brilliant. Second half, the first 20, 25 minutes, it was like a training game. Um, and then the, the 10 goals kind of sparked it to life again a wee bit. Um, and then we had another goal fairly quick after that. So, yeah. And as I, I'm, I want to see the Rangers do that more. So that first 20 minutes, take like a training game. Like we should be killing teams off early and then just seeing the game out. And that's maybe something that, you know, in the past where we've got the first goal but not got the second or the third and we've let teams get back in there. I think this is... Aye, this epitomises what we were missing last season, killing teams off early and then just seeing it out. You know, I always talk about um, the the first uh, 60 minutes uh, every Rangers game underneath, under uh, Walter Smith in his second spell. First 60 minutes were excellent, but then we'd kill teams off in the last half and they were, were dreadful. I, I'm happy if that team does that. <laughs> that's, that's how Leeds are won. So looking ahead to Thursday, um, I think Garrett Astor and I are a step up from anybody we've played in the qualifiers. You know, they, they're probably aye, on par with the teams we we played, the, like Braga and Feyenoord and stuff. Um, it's at Ibrox, which is a, a bonus. How are you feeling ahead of this? Yeah, I, you know, you think Garrett Astor, you think Champions League team, don't you? you you don't think of a Europa League team. I know that they've had a bad season last year, finished sixth in the Turkish League. Um, I don't know too much about them, to be honest. You you just they've obviously got a big reputation, and that's that's kind of what we're going on. Uh, their reputation from previous years, rather than what we know now. But they've obviously still got some good players, Arda Turan and Ryan Babu and stuff. Um, so yeah, it'll definitely be a. A tough game. Not having to go to Turkey with that atmosphere is uh, a, probably a bonus because that's one of the, the best atmospheres you're going to see, isn't it? Yeah. I think yeah, that a lot of people have said, well, when I've been talking about the, the job being at Ibrox, people saying, oh, it doesn't matter, fans are they going again anyway. But no, nah, in Turkey, like, <laughs> the fans will surround that stadium anyway. It's different world altogether over there so I think having the Ibrox definitely is a, a massive bonus we don't need to travel you know it's just we've got four aye, four days to prepare for it uh, who who would your starting line up be so I think yeah the, the back five really picks itself you know it's the same we've seen the day with Barisic in for and um, <clears throat> for Bassi We've only got three midfielders in there, so all three yep. of them are going to play. Who do you start as your front three? I think it'll be the same three. I think there'll be one change. It'll be Barisic for Bassi. And I think this would be, when I said earlier about Jones, might have had an eye on this game. Galatasaray aren't going to sit back. They're going to come at us. And Jones' pace on a night where he's going to have space in behind is, is going to be a big, it could be a big weapon for us, I think, if we can catch Galatasaray squeezing up, Jones in behind, I think that's I think that'll be the team, I think it'll be Barisic in for Bassey and Jones will start again for his pace I, I've got a feeling he might put Haji in 
just on the the basis of even though Haji is going to be very frustrating this year, he only needs to you know, it can change he can change the game in a second and he can make something out of nothing and I think again it really depends on how they see Galatasaray setting up. You know, if it is gonna be if it is going to be a, a tough game and they're well drilled, then we might I think he might put Haji in just um, to get that one killer pass or that one moment of magic. But again, if it's I, I get get what you're saying. If if they are going to come and have a row at Rangers, then Jones might be the man to do it. Yeah, I, don't, I can't see Gatta sorry, coming in and sitting back. They are probably in a similar situation as us, aren't they, in terms of domestic football, where they're, they're a lot richer than most of the other teams and they're expected to win every single game. Uh, so I don't think playing us in Europe will be any different for them. No, aye, true. And I think, um, I think it's fair to say they'll... They they would have seen this draw as um, one of the the worst draws they they could get for the unseeded teams because Rangers they are known as a decent team in Europe now. It's I think we're a bad draw, draw to get. Yeah, I definitely I do think that you, you just have to look at some of the results we've had, like uh, the Porto and the Braga results, like good Portuguese teams, um, and 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 then good results in Holland as well against Feyenoord and Valentui. So, yeah, I think yeah, I think you're probably right. You're the probably we probably were the worst draw for the the seeded teams, just because we've been so good in Europe for the last two years that I nobody's going to want to play. No, especially in a one-off game as well, because it's a, a one-off game. No, I think unless you're an absolute massive underdog. The one-off game doesn't suit you. It doesn't suit Rangers or it doesn't suit Galatasaray with us. So, um, aye, they'll be thinking the same. But I think aye, it's, it's going to be a hard game. But if you know Rangers play the way they they have been playing in Europe the last two years, then you know we'll we'll take the game in them absolutely. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be too disappointed to to be put out by Galatasaray like. Like if you're getting put out by Galatasaray, that's fine. It's getting knocked out by Progress Nidocom that <laughs> you know that shit really gets to you. But Galatasaray, you can handle, um, and it might actually not be the worst season not to be in Europe, um, given what we're going for. As long as they make it into Europe and we pack their schedule full of games, yeah, um, yeah. I wouldn't be I too disappointed if we get knocked out. That is what I'm saying. Ah, yeah, it's a weird one because I, I think I'd done the same last week as well. Um, obviously, I, I was annoyed after dropping points against Hibs, but you know, the start of the week, I, I do think I, I just all I care about is the league this year. You know, even the domestic drops, I'm not interested in it. I'm just wanting the league this year. So I'm seeing Europe as a bit of a distraction, but then when it gets to Thursday morning, I've got the fire in, in my belly. Yeah, we better we better do these cunts. So that's um, I, a typical fan. I'm I, very emotional and reactive, but no. So by Thursday morning, I, I'm, definitely, <laughs> I'm definitely going to say that that, that they won every game. So just before we finish up, then Ian. You know, a nice wee light-hearted uh, way to round off. Have you seen anything funny in the world of social media in the last in the last week? Because I've got a couple to talk you through. Well, it was uh, just from the club itself. Uh, it was my favourite one. It was uh, 
the still game clip quiet yeah. in here. I like it quiet. <laughs> <laughs> so for them to didn't they see that that was in the back here. Yeah. Uh, the Willem Tay fans uh, were setting off fireworks um, at the the Rangers players' hotel the night before the game, and the fans were tweeting about it. Uh, aye, so the club have replied back. Quiet the night, boys. I like it quiet. That was brilliant. <laughs> uh, the the club's social media team. They they are. I they love a still game clip, don't they? They do. <laughs> um, the the one I seen I thought was really funny was um a bit of context. There's this um there's this um actually a porn star basically, Lana Wolf, um, <laughs> yes. who markets herself as. The, the Rangers porn star um, she put <laughs> up a it was like a dubbed over video of uh, George Edmonton's press conference but it's her on the phone <laughs> replying back um, aye, that's, that's aye, very funny, worth a watch so as um, but she keeps on tweeting that she wants to pump George Edmonton so I don't know if that's a bam up or not um, well, she offered him a, a BJ for his birthday then <laughs> <laughs> how bizarre is that there's a aye, there's a a Rangers porn star only fans again. I wonder how many Majors points you would get for signing up to only fans. Well, hi before we uh, <laughs> before we get shut down, we'll wrap <laughs> wrap it up there. Well, Ian, thanks very much for joining me today. Please, cheers. And thanks everybody for listening. Take care. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.